last week we, uh, was it last week? Yeah. The Dark Night of the Soul taught on. Man, crazy. Flying. How many got something out of that? Yeah? Felt like, oh, yeah, yeah. Dark night of the soul, the Lord in his kindness preparing us. But we're going to continue on and uh, call in this uh, pathway to the fruit of the Spirit. Pathway to the fruit of the Spirit. Father, thank you for your word. Father, I pray what is born of heaven, born of your heart, God that you would impart to us. Father, that we would be open, our spirits would be open, our souls would be open to receive nourishment from above, from heaven, God, that you would strengthen us in your grace in this season, God. That you would increase us in this season. Oh, man, I'm so convinced more and more the hungry get fed. Hungry get fed. I remember, you know, out west, you know, I mean, we were part of a church for 12 years. We got saved. That was our church, you know, and we were there until we got commissioned and sent here. But, but it's like I would go and visit some places and things like that. And, you know, I'd hear people murmuring and saying, oh, it's so dry or this, da, da, da. I'm like, I'm getting wrecked in the same meeting. I'm getting wrecked by what he's preaching on or the presence of the Lord, you know, and, and it's just like, it's like, I'm telling you, I don't care where you're at. If you're hungry, God is going to impart something to you. Remember me and a buddy, we went to a pub out west to uh, get some lunch, sat down. It was like the presence, like surprise presence, you know, like you're not looking for it. Just whack. And we're drunk in the spirit. We're inebriated like zero to a hundred in a second. And the presence of his goodness and joy, we couldn't stop laughing. We, like it was just the sweetness of the Lord sat at the table with us. The rest of the people in the pub thought we were maybe drunk off. You know, I, it was just like... We got something so much better. <laughs> you know, it was like, like we were overflowing. Why? Because we were both really thirsty. We were really thirsty for his presence. He'll meet you anywhere. I don't care what kind of church or work or meet you in the bathroom. He, he will. <laughs> I'm not going to go into the stories, but, but, but he will meet you in there. You know, and it's like, God, stir and impart the gift of hunger afresh to us in this season. Because hunger will lead us every time to encounter the realm and the habitation of his, uh, of his person in our midst. Hunger draws the Lord to us. He loves to feed the hungry. It's kind of like, picture it this way. You, you have somebody, their gift is giving. They're generous through the roof. They're uh, 
wealthy beyond all get out. They just have so much. They, there's no way they could ever, ever use and spend and do like all of what they have. And their greatest, greatest joy is to lavish people with gifts, with goodness, with blessings. And, okay, that doesn't touch the Father. He's just looking. Is there anybody who wants me to bless them? Is there anybody who's hungry to know what I want to give them? Like, really? Like, it's, it's like he's a, he is a happy God. He is, a, and when I say that, like, I mean, he is the most joy-filled person we will ever meet. He really is. Well, that was for free. Um, pathway to fruit of the Spirit. So as we explore this, uh, just coming at it from a certain angle, because I'm talking about the pathway to the fruit of the Spirit. One of the keys to understand is uh, that the gifts of the Spirit are easy to get. You know that? They're they're. They're absolutely so easy to get. They're difficult to lose. Why? Because the gifts of God are irrevocable. It's a gift. It's not, not something you earn. The fruit of the Spirit or the character of Christ is difficult to gain, but it's the most easy to lose. <laughs> Woohoo! It is, the fruit of the Spirit is something that you, it doesn't just drop in your lap. It's something that demands a response from the heart. And so, let's just say this in the kingdom. Which one do you think that you probably wisdom would say, maybe let's put a little bit more focus in on this one. What do you think it would be? Go ahead, fire out. Faith, okay. Fruit, gift, okay. Let me, let me go here. We touched on last week when God is giving you a prophetic promise regarding your calling, it does not mean you're ready. What? <laughs> or two. We, we, we don't know, right? You know, it's, that's, it's the work of the Spirit. But it means get ready to be trained, purged, and prepared for the promise and call of God upon your life. The weight of the prophetic promise is meant to grip our hearts in such a way that it gives us courage and strength to say yes to the process.
And that is the place where the Holy Spirit produces his fruit in our lives. Amen? Many are called, but few are chosen, meaning many receive the prophetic promise and call, but quit the process because they are unwilling to submit to the Father's process of preparation. Therefore, they don't realize they're being commissioned. They are called legitimate calling on their lives, but because they've declined the process, they just said, no, you know, or for whatever reason, they're not commissioned. And so the, there's a potential to forfeit the call. I'm not talking salvation here. I'm talking you have been created, born, invested in from divine with giftings and callings. There are callings on every one of our lives. Some forfeit because of ignorance of the weight of what this means. what it means. Example could be Esau. Know the story of Esau? Literally gave away his inheritance. Think about what inheritance means. Not only you, your children, your children's children, like like we're talking generational. The blessing and the, the ability to bless He forfeits it for some lentil soup. For one moment, one moment, one choice, one decision. Forfeited it. He just said, what is that to me? What good is that to me if I'm going to starve to death? Do you think he was really starving to death? Probably not. It's just he despised the inheritance, the blessing, the gift of God to add for him. He despised it. And that's possible with us today. I know we're in a generation where there's much entitlement in the world. Everyone gets a trophy or no one does. Oh, like seriously. Everybody gets a trophy or nobody gets a trophy. This mindset is counter to the kingdom of God. It is so backwards, you know, and absolutely contrary to what the kingdom of God functions and operates like. Revelation twenty two twelve 12 says, Behold, I'm coming quickly, this is King Jesus, and my reward is with me to render every man according to what he has done according to how he has lived. Now, a lot of people are thinking, oh, no, he's he's saying, my reward is with me. He's talking about he has rewards to give us based upon how we live, not he's coming with an ugly stick. Do you get that? 
that it's with great zeal in the Son of God's heart. And like scripture, you can't read your Bible and not get this. Is that he deep in his heart, with great passion, he wants to lavish his bride with glory, with jewels from heaven, with beauty. He wants to adorn her with fragrances uh, of, of things we've, we don't even understand or know. He wants to lavish his children with, it, with an inheritance that would blow our minds if we even began to peer into what he wants to give to us. It's with great zeal that he wants to do this because it's who he is. It's true to who he is. Salvation is a free gift, but rewards are based upon the heart response and faithfulness to what he is asking of us. And in essence, the pathway to the fruit of the Spirit. I'll save the rewards message for another time, but it is deeply connected to the fruit of the Spirit. Understand that. Fruit of the Spirit. Oftentimes, you hear the arguments regarding is it the fruit of the Spirit or is it the gifts of the Spirit? Come on. Has anybody ever heard that? Or, or, or you've been around where it's like, it's all about the fruit of the Spirit. Over in this camp, oh, it's all about the gifts. You know, and I don't even understand this argument because there's nowhere in Scripture where it says it's, we even need to decide that whether it's this one or this one. It's both. As much as you can get, both. I often think sometimes there are excuses. One that says, oh, it's all about the fruit. I wonder actually if they're lacking the faith to value and walk in the power gifts of the Spirit. They're unwilling to risk and take chance. To believe God, you have to believe God to manifest the glory through your life. And for the ones who say, oh, it's all about the gifts, power gifts, that's, that's, that's everything. And it's like, I'm wondering if they're lacking the willingness to align with the incredible discipline of the Spirit intending to their own hearts to become Christ-like and bearing the fruit of the Spirit. that the fruit is mostly done in secret. It's, it's cultivated in secret. It's exercised out in the open. It's absolutely both of them. It is clear from Scripture that it is the perfect will of God that we should earnestly desire and exercise spiritual gifts, especially that we may prophesy, and we should also be recognized. We should be recognized by heaven and our fellow believers as ones who are fruitful in spirit, or cultivating and bearing the fruit of the spirit in our lives. It's both. It's important for us to understand gifts are given and received 
in one brief single transaction that can't be earned and worked for. What do you mean? I can't take credit for that person getting healed? No, not at all. It's just a gift. Gift of prophecy, the gift of tongues, the gift of, yeah, like it just can't. Miracles? Come on, I'm working miracles. It's like, don't have anything unless it's been given to you from heaven. Right? It's like, but just to be grateful, it's like, oh, that you would use me. That you would use me in this way. The fruit, on the other hand, comes by the Holy Spirit's process of gradual growth. And it needs to be cultivated. This, do, this doesn't just kind of happen on the side of just doing life and let the fruit catch up. You live that kind of way, you're going to have that kind of fruit. Wild fruit. <laughs> and I don't mean good wild. You know, like you're, you're just going to have stuff in your life where it's like, I don't know what happened. You know, I mean, I come into the group, the prayer group, and everybody leaves. I don't know what. I don't know. What's their problem? Sum it up this way. Gifts represent the ability, your ability or power given to you by God. The fruit represents character. When I say character, I mean the character of Christ. Gifts without character, they can be dangerous. Character without power is ineffective. Ineffective. As followers of Christ, we want to be part of the solution. Amen? It's, it's not enough for me to see somebody hurting and just have compassion. I need compassion of his heart, but I need the power to heal that person. I need the power to see demonic strongholds broken off. I need both operating in and through my life. Can I get an amen? We're to be a part of the solution, bringing the kingdom. Jesus is a perfect example. Jesus expressed his character, his love, fruit of the Spirit, with the power of the gifts. He said, I am willing in his compassion and love. And then he healed. Character is permanent. Gifts are temporary. 1 Corinthians 13 says, these gifts, these will fade away, but love remains. Fruit of the Spirit, that love, love remains. Your character is what you will be through eternity. You think about that? Turn to your neighbor and say, you're in boot camp. You're in boot camp. Like seriously, this is this is this is where it happens. This is where we get dirty, right? 
This is where we get dirty. This is where we go to work. This is where we are trained. We are being trained. You know, Hebrews, I think it's 12, 11. It says, uh, uh, no discipline, or the word you can put in is training, seems joyful for the moment, but actually painful. That's what, he, that's what it says. Not joyful, but also it's actually painful. Nevertheless, it yields a peaceable fruit of righteousness for those who've been trained by it. For those who've been trained by it. Did I say for those who've been trained by it? I'm pretty sure. It's meaning we have a choice. How many have felt like, why am I going around the mountain again? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just like, okay, what am I supposed to be learning in this season, Lord? Because I don't want to go around this mountain. I want to go up the mountain. I don't want to go around I, I want to get this, so God, give me grace. Your character is what you will be throughout eternity. John 15, 16, I've appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and fruit that remains. It carries on with you into eternity because it's who you're becoming. It's not just the gifts that you're operating. Cultivating fruit of the Spirit is hard work and not achieved without effort. Okay, I'm just going to briefly touch on four things you can do um, to cultivate fruit in your life. One is the obvious. And yet, it's the obvious, but I don't know how many actually do, right? You know, it's, and that's a question we all have to, I have to ask this question myself. Every one of us need to give answer to this. It's not just, oh, I know that. It's just like, but am I actually doing it? It's not going to help getting in front of Jesus. Oh, yeah, I knew that. What'd you do with it? Oh, well, it wasn't convenient. You know, like, or, or I knew that in the reach of my heart, I did what I could with it by your grace. Second Timothy 2, 15, study God's word. Study God's word. Second Timothy 2, 15 says, be diligent to present yourselves approved to God, a worker who needs, uh, need, uh, does not need to be ashamed, who is rightly dividing the word of truth. It means understands and knows how to apply the word of God in their lives for themselves, but also to help others. Well, you don't understand. I'm super prophetic. I didn't, you know, I, I, I just, I prophesy and I do it. It's like, I don't care what gift you might have. It's like, do you love him and do you love his word? It says if you love him, you love his word and you keep his word. You, you treasure his word within. Number two, spend time in prayer. And I would say with this, it's not just talking to God, but even more important is actually listening to God. 
quieting down your soul, if it means taking your phone and punt, you know, turn it off, whatever you got to do, check out so you can check in for a minute. Yeah, but I got my Bible on my phone. Like, get a real Bible. Oh, but I like to, it's like, if you can do that with your electronic device and not pay attention to all the notifications and the and jump over in the middle and go to YouTube or jump and go to, uh, you know, the text or the whatever, social media. Da, da, da. Like, if you can do that on your electronic, if you're that disciplined, awesome. Go for it. But if you can't, make an adjustment, right? The whole base of Jesus' ministry was based on his relationship with his Father. So when I say prayer, I don't mean like the duty of prayer. It's not like a, it's not a duty. It's like be with the Father. Talk to him and listen to him. what's on his heart. He has things on his heart. And if you feel like you're not hearing anything, your study of the word will open up realms of revelation of his heart for you. If he's not, if you don't, if the faucet's not open, you know, you're not like waiting and you don't sense him saying anything to you. It's like, open up the word. Never fails. Open up the word and just start to meditate and talk to him and then listen. The waterfall just breaks out and starts pouring over you and you're just like, wow. There's no shortage, remember? Your cup overflows. The table, the reality of the kingdom is your, your cup overflows. Let's position ourselves, amen? I want the more. I hope you do. Let's cultivate fellowship. 1 Corinthians 12, 12, Scripture clearly states we are all members of one body and we all need one another. Each joint supplies. Amen? Everybody is bringing something. I think that's an incredible revelation to get is, um, you know, we don't gather to see. There is an element of like, God, what are you going to do? But there's an element of where we've prepared our hearts and it's like, God, how do you want to use me when we gather? Is there somebody you want me to prophesy over? Is somebody you want to heal? Is there somebody you want to encourage? You want me to give some money to somebody? You want me to, you know, like whatever that is. But it's like we're on in the sense of to grow and to supply what he's wanting to release in and through our lives. Amen? It's not just dude up here on the keys or whatever, dude at the sound booth. Like that's, it's, the kingdom of God is so much more. So much more. You're here because God's called you to be here that you would, he would through you build up his body. His bride. You have the privilege of strengthening his bride. 
Number four, submit to discipline. This might, this might be a little difficult for somebody. Um, submit to discipline. Fruit doesn't come without submission. It really doesn't. Two forms of discipline I'm going to touch on. First one is self-discipline. 1 Corinthians 9.27. It's how we conduct our lives, how we organize our lives, bring them into submission to what the Lord said, the Lord's leadership in our lives. Let me ask you this. Is life happening to you? Does it feel more like life has happened to you? Or does it feel more like by the Spirit you are ordering your life with vision, purpose, and expression? I think it's a challenge of the age we're in where it's just like we're just trying to, life is happening to us, and it's like there's a higher way that God wants us walking and moving. I'd like to submit that to you. It's like there's a, there's a higher way of walking where things don't have to be chaotic. Things don't have to be dishuffled. Um, you can have some clear things ordered in your life that are going to cause you to accelerate and shoot forward. Yeah, it's awesome. So self-discipline. Uh, second one is everyone should be subject to church discipline, member of a local fellowship, whatever kind of local fellowship that is but you are connected into a local fellowship. Under the authority of church leadership, uh, Christ has put in your life. So I'm assuming you're not going to be in a place that you don't believe Christ has put you in. Right? Is that a safe assumption? Like you're not, you're not going to, I'm not talking about visiting someplace. I'm talking about where you're like, boom, this is my home. I know God's called me to be here. You know? Okay, great. And wherever that might be, here or Timbuktu, you know, it's, it's like submit to the leadership there, to the authority that God has put in place. This is one, what I'm touching on right now is one of the most difficult things to swallow in this generation. And I'm just going to kick it right in the teeth right now, okay? Just, just because of love. I'm going to do it because I know this is critical to where you will go in the kingdom. It means being subject to your leadership, means subject to their discipline, their training, correction, concerning the Holy Scriptures, what God has already asked of you and called all of us to. You're willing to submit and have somebody able to speak into your life and help you along the way. There are a lot of highly gifted people who can't or choose not to submit to any leadership. I'm my own man. Well, you go see how that works with you and Jesus. I'm under Jesus' leadership. I'm on my own. And it's like, go see how that works. Because it's anti-scripture. It's anti-kingdom, the way authority operates in the kingdom from scripture. It's anti-scripture. 
Jesus learned obedience through the things which he suffered. If the Son of God has to learn through, through submission to the Father, I'm pretty certain it's safe to say that every one of us, myself included, every one of us need to learn how the kingdom operates and functions. And if you're willing to submit to the authorities that he's put in the place in your life, your authority is going to go through the roof. If you don't, you'll have a gift with no authority. That's a sad day. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's a sad day. To have a gift and no authority is just, that, that's, a, that's a waste, honestly. I'm just being honest with you. That, that's, that's just a waste. Because you're, what it essentially is, is that you end up representing yourself and not the king. I'm doing it my way. Look at me. I'm awesome. It's like, when does the kingdom of God become about you? When does it become about me? It has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with him. Amen? Yeah. Like, and he's glorious. He's, oh, he's way better than me. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's really the, peop- the one that people need. He's, yeah, like, that's the glory that we get to be used by him like this, to walk in relationship. So discipline, training, correction concerning the Holy Scriptures, 2 Timothy 3.16. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteousness. There you go, right from Scripture. That's, this is what the Word of God is about. Here's one of the biggest issues, and I'm going to kick this in the teeth too, is the Word of God is infallible. It is God-inspired. It is not suggestions. It's not opinions. It's not take a little bit of Jesus and make him the way you want him to be. He is king, immortal, eternal, the only wise God, the one true living God. There is no other besides him. The word of God is what we build our lives upon. The moment you toss this out, whether it's deconstructing this thing of deconstruct or anything else, the moment you begin to pull that apart from the wisdom of man, if you start with the wisdom of man approaching the scripture, you've already lost. I don't care who you are. Watching on the stream. Like, I don't care who you are. If you approach the word of God just out of your own wisdom and intellect, it says in the scriptures that you're the, the, the natural mind, the carnal mind is, is at enmity with God. It doesn't want to submit to God. So if you start out searching the word with like, how far do you think you're going to get? Suddenly the word of God is just that there's no value. It's just words on a page. It's like any other book. And I'm comfortable. I can do whatever I want to do. Well, did you realize you could do that before you even approach the word? I, I submit, my Bible, I submit under the Word of God. It defines me. It tells me how I'm to walk, how I'm to live. I don't tell it what I'm going to pick and choose and what's right and what's not God or not for me. It's for others, but it's not for me. You're like, oh, Kurt, come on. You're getting a little intense. You know what? We're in some, like, crazy, stupid times. We got a generation right now that is like 
more confused, I think, than all get out. And it's a rejection of the truth, the Word of God, the plumb line of the Lord for our lives. It's like God is restoring the plumb line Word of God in the church. And when it's restored in the church, it's going to be restored in the nations of the earth. A true witness, not just a witness, but a true and faithful witness we will be. A testimony with, with authority because we're submitted to the Word of God, Christ Himself. Amen? I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm just so done with that garbage that's floating out there and trying to infiltrate the church and pulling people, seeing their lives go off the rails left and right. I'm done with it. It's like, I think God's done with it. I think he really is, it, it breaks his heart to see those go off the rails into all kinds of craziness. Like he wants to heal souls. He wants to restore souls. He wants to bring them out of confusion and into their right mind mind of Christ. And it's like, not going to apologize for the Word of God. Hebrews 13, 17. Again, we're talking about the fruit of the pathway to the fruit of the Spirit. It says Hebrews 13, 17. Obey those who rule over you. Be submissive, for they watch over your souls. It means they love you. And they're, they're, they're it's actually... By God, they're appointed to care for you if you're in their midst. Wherever you are, I'm not talking just here. I'm just like, if you're planted somewhere, wherever that might be, be in a place that you can actually submit uh, to the Lord. For they watch over, they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Meaning, they have the sober reality of, I am going to be before King Jesus giving an account with how I loved you or how I failed. That's pretty sobering. <laughs> and then it says here, this is, I like this part. Let them do so with joy and not with grief. <laughs> I love that. That is the word of God if I have heard it. <laughs> but here's what it says. It says, for that would be unprofitable for you. Do you get that? It's not a, a self-serving for the, it's not about the leader. He's saying if, if you don't live in such a way with a tender, loving, submissive heart, you know, in the midst of a community and the shepherds, whoever they are in your midst. And if it's not, a, if you're not reaching to actually make it a joyful experience relationally, because it's relationship, right? But it's actually you're grieving them with your behavior or your attitudes or not anybody in here. I know that's, you know, somewhere else. But, but it's, but if you're, if it's not a joyful experience, but it's actually causing grief, it says it's not profitable for you, the one who's doing it. And I would say it, it affects the whole body. Amen? We're one. It's a family. So, 
touch on this and then we'll uh, shift. Um, I just like to say this because some of you are like new, you know, you're just coming in, whatever. Uh, Cheryl and I, in our calling, we were recognized, this is like 13 years ago, we were recognized by our only local church that we were a part of for 12 years in Vancouver. We got saved, planted in a church in Vancouver. We didn't leave until we got commissioned out. You know, it was just, a, and that's not a, I'm just giving you a little bit of understanding of our experience and our journey. Cheryl served as children's pastor, homeschooled our four kids. I worked full-time, and I served doing janitorial work wherever I could. Janitorial, mowing the lawn, worked with others in uh, doing building maintenance projects. Greeter, I was a greeter. That was my first deal. I was like, woohoo! I'm a greeter. I'm standing at the door of the Lord, and it's just like, come on in. Jesus loves you. You know, it's, let me get you a seat, and I would find him a seat. I had so much fun doing it. It was, it was honestly, it was great. I just love seeing new faces coming in. It's like, ah, oh, people, come on. And, and, and it was awesome because the presence of God and the goodness of God. I engaged it with, we engaged with missions, uh, prophetic prayer ministry, intercessory teams. We served, I served on eldership uh, before being commissioned to pioneer a brand new work called Eastgate House of Prayer. Anybody hear of it? Yeah. Point being, it was with joy to submit to the leadership there. We, we loved our church. We, we loved being there. We were the, one of the first getting there. We were one of the last leaving. And we just enjoyed. And we'd go from there to a meal with some others. And we would just enjoy doing life in the kingdom together. We thought there's nothing better. It was a whole day affair because there was just nothing better than being in the presence of the Lord and in the fellowship of the saints. We loved it. And nobody was twisting our arm to come to church or do whatever. Like it was just like, she was pregnant with which one? Caleb. Had him on Saturday. We were in church on Sunday. Like it was just like, what? She's a dread champion. I'm not saying you have to do that, but, but it's just like, we just love the house of the Lord. We love the fellowship of the saints. You know, like really, we did. And it's like, you know, hopefully Pastor John and Cal, Darwin and Lisa, hopefully they could say it was a joy having the Smith family engage as part of their community. West Point. Yeah, they have said it. They have. Our current eldership right now is submitted to the apostolic oversight of Pastor Chris and Nikki Mathis of Summit Church in Edmonton. They are our apostolic oversight. You can check them out online. Highly encourage you to. Um, you'll understand why, because they're amazing lovers of God. I know they love us enough to not hold back where correction is needed, and they uphold the value of Scripture. That's huge, huge. So with a joyful and a thankful heart, we are submitted to their biblical oversight and leadership in their discipline. It's with a grateful heart, actually. I share all of, the, all of this to give an understanding of the kingdom way. 
of how you can personally tend to the garden of your life as the Holy Spirit produces his fruit in your life and others around you. Do you get that? We won't experience the fullness of the fruit of his spirit flowing through our lives unless some of these key things are put into place, implemented. You get to choose or not. But by choosing, fruit is going to explode in your life. Love, I want to touch on the fruit of the Spirit. Love, humble concern for others more than yourself. This is the fruit of the Spirit. Joy. Joy is contagious. Others feel it, and they take it on when you're near. Have you ever got around somebody and suddenly, like, boom, like just laughter, joy, the presence hits you and touches you? I have. I love it. I love it. Peace is a tranquility when life's events don't go the way you anticipate. <laughs> There's the joy that helps release the peace. <laughs> when life doesn't go the way you anticipated it. Patience. The other word you could use, interject with that, is endurance. Patience, endurance. Listen to this. This is, oh, this is powerful. Steadfastness in the midst of deep disappointment and painful betrayal. Endurance, patience. Steadfastness in the midst of deep disappointment and painful betrayal. Kindness, gentleness with others that are weaker or less capable than you. I love the scripture where it says, your gentleness with me is making me great. David had that revelation about the Lord. It was like, you're so gentle with me. And you are the one that's making me great through your gentleness. Kindness. Gentleness with others that are weaker or less capable than you. Um, Goodness. Seeking the well-being of others over yourself faithfulness. Faith in the unseen and not yet purposes of God. Faith in the unseen and not yet purposes of God in others and yourself that keep you from giving up. Anybody ever tempted to give up? faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, and softness by how we handle others when they disagree with us. How do you handle others when they disagree with you? They don't line up with your doctrine. They don't see it from the exactly the same way you see it. How do you handle doesn't even need to be about doctrine. It can be about cleaning the house. Oh, now you're getting 
now, 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 you're, now you're touching on some stuff. Self-control, last one, self-control. Temperance or ability to master one's passions and desires. The ability to master one's passions and desires. We're going to stand together. We're going to close out here. I want to encourage you to stand with me. I'm going to ask those, I've asked some people to come up because we're going to pray into each of the fruit of the Spirit. Come on up, line up here. And it's, it's not going to be long, but I want to get the corporate agreement together. I, I, I want you to engage with your spirit, your heart, and like, let's believe for the fruit of the fruit of the Spirit to explode in our lives. Catherine, you are so. Let's let's we're welcome to the prayer meeting. Okay, we won't be long. But I'll tell you, so much can happen in this moment with agreement. Go ahead. Yes, Jesus, we just thank you for your love, God. We thank you that we love because you first loved us, God. And we thank you that love is the thing that remains, God. We thank you for your eternal love. God, we pray that love would arise, God, that your spirit of love would flow, God, in this place, God, that we would have such a deep love for one another, God, that we would humbly consider the others higher than us, God. A love that would call others higher, God. A love that would call others higher, God. Would you, God, that your river of love would yeah. flow out of us, Jesus. Yes, we God. want more of your love that others would see you, God, in and through us, God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Who's next? Joy. Let's hear joy. Let's lock in an agreement on joy. Go Almost prepare a preach, but I no, think. not a preach. It's a prayer. Go vertical. I know. I just <laughs> have too much to say, but it's okay. I will just say one thing. Yeah. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So I want to share that. Let's pray into it. So, Lord, despise, Lord, situation in our life because of the fruit of the spirit of joy. It's come from your spirit, Lord. I pray, Lord Jesus, that this place and beyond, Lord, but starting here, that your joy will be our strength. You will bring us there because you are faithful. You are full of love for us. And that's why love is the first fruit because when we taste your love, we can be joyful because yeah, we know we are joy. beloved by you. Thank you, Jesus, for the joy that is coming inside of us to be the strength of a lion. Amen. Peace. Amen. Peace. <laughs> it's okay. We all leak. It's good. Go for it. everything we need to walk through this life yeah. victorious Peace. because we walk with an undefeated king Amen. thank you Abba. thank you Jesus thank you um, I just thank you that no matter what gets thrown at us in this life God no matter what attempts 
whatever the world throws at us, God, that we can walk through confidently because you are by our side and we thank you and we, we're we just so thankful, God, and we, we just ask, I ask God that we can walk through every situation, that we're always aware that we, we will always keep our eyes on you. Um, With your peace. Yeah, thank you for your peace. Thank you that you give us peace. I Thank you. Amen. Amen. So good. Endurance, patience, endurance. Yep. Yeah. Let's agree. Let's stay in the spirit and agree on this. We're believing for breakthrough for this community. Right. So the scripture shows of you, Lord, that you were despised, forsaken of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, one from whom men hid their face in the worst of your trials. The disciples asked you at your table at Passover, is it I that will betray you? David wrote of this in your word pertaining to you. My heart is in anguish, tears of death have fallen upon me. In this Psalm, David says, it's not an enemy who reproaches me, not the one who hated me, but my companion, my friend, enjoined in sweet fellowship together as we walked in the house of God to worship. You betrayed me. My prayer is this, God. We've all been guilty of betraying you and betraying each other in our thought life, even our pastor. I'm sure of it at times. We think we have a better way. We think we have a better understanding. My prayer is this, God. Keep us from betraying each other. For in so doing, we betray you. And God, if we are betrayed, give us the grace that you had to forgive. So Lord, we stand in self-examination before you. Help us to be a fellowship who will endure no matter what the enemy presents or with what is in our flesh that rises up against us that needs to be destroyed by the power of your word and the application of your Holy Spirit. So let this fellowship, us collectively and individually, endure to your glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amy. Kindness. Lord, let us be filled with kindness as you are filled with kindness. <laughs> you want to pray to you, buddy? <laughs> yeah. God, give us compassion for one another. Give us eyes to see beyond what we see in the natural, but eyes to see in the spiritual. Yeah. 
God, what goes on in people's lives, that we might encourage them, that we might build them up, that we might, that we might give. God, give us wisdom to know when and how to act, when to step in, when to build up with words. God, give us kindness for one another. Give us kindness for those who are less than, less capable than we are, that are weaker than we are. Give us hearts for them, God. Give us hearts for one another that we would always be, God, looking to build up the weakest among us, that we would be all stronger in you. goodness. God, I thank you that you are good, that all good things come from up above, Lord. Yeah. And thank you, God, that we can be an instrument of that goodness, Lord. You know, I just pray that uh, we are able to extend that goodness, not just to the, the circles that we share, God, but those outside of our circles, Lord, that, you know, you say that it is easy to love those who love you back, or it's easy to lend money to those who you know who are going to but there are people who are outside of our circles, God, that that goodness extends to them, Lord. Yeah. And let it be for your glory, God, that it not be for uh, our own recognition that we do these acts, God. Yeah. Uh, you know, that we don't take on an offense if, if gratitude is not shown to us or there's no thank you involved in, in these acts that we do, God, because ultimately all that glory needs to go to you, Lord. So I just pray that over in Jesus' beautiful name. Uh, amen. Amen. Gordon? Faithfulness. Faithfulness. Father, the same faithfulness you've shown me, I ask that you you increase it here in this place and by this place. I mean, every person that stands here in this space and every person that hears this, that we receive that same faithfulness to move, to receive, to perceive, perceive and to persevere. massive increase, the spawning of growth, um, and the confidence of knowing that uh, 99% of all success is showing up. <laughs> you, you've done the work, we just need to show up. Uh, pray for everyone to receive that from you. Here too, please. Amen. Amen. Gentleness, actually. We're going to have two people pray for gentleness. Go ahead, Jocelyn. Yes, Father, we trust in your Holy Spirit for up, for each one of us here to grow in gentleness and meekness in our communication with one another, even yeah. when we are not in accord and we can be, we can be on different page sometimes. Lord, we pray that um, uh, it will be also for others in our daily life to show meekness and holy, uh, holiness and gentleness and to have a true consideration of others yeah. because of your inner working power in us. When we say yes to you, you just need a yes to, f from us to embrace gentleness and meekness so we can be confident in the manifestation of Christ's character will produce and your grace will produce in us Christ as a driving force to grow in maturity in our relationship. 
We need a double portion of this. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit. Yeah. First of all, your word says, Jesus, that uh, mm. we will be known by our fruits. Mm. So I pray that we'll be a fruitful person, like fruitful people. Yeah. yeah. And that um, the most yeah. fruitful. Yeah. And that in every situation, mm. we will respond with gentleness. Yeah. And in doing this, we will disarm the enemy and we yeah. will empower you yeah. to do your perfect will through us. Yeah. And I want to acknowledge, Lord, that um, responding with gentleness isn't a sign of weakness and it isn't yeah, cowardly, come on. but that it's actually a sign of strength come on. and it's meekness. Yeah. So, Lord, I pray that every one of us will submit to the authority of your word and to your yeah. spirit yeah. and allow you to do your perfect work through, wow. in and through us, and that we'll be a fruitful people in Jesus' name. Amen. So good. Thank you. So. God, we just confess that we have a complete and utter inability to walk in self-control in our own strength, Lord. We are so broken and so hopelessly fallen. We depend entirely on you to develop yeah. this fruit in our lives, God. Yes, God. So Holy Spirit, I pray in Jesus' name, come and possess us. Yep. Come and saturate our lives, Today, God. God. We just receive and, 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 and we welcome you to, to come as the sap that produces the fruit in our lives, that, that the waters of life would come into our lives. We just open ourselves up to that possession. And Lord, we renounce the fear of man. So often we, we give in because of fear and because of the fear of man and, and, and the desires of others or the desire to be loved by others. Lord, we renounce that. And Lord, we, we confess that we have not been given a spirit of fear. So in Jesus' name, we just embrace and receive a spirit of love, a Amen. spirit of power from you yeah. and of discipline, yeah. a sound mind and strength. We invite your discipline, Lord, that you would correct and chastise us, Lord, and remove the things in us which love darkness but Lord, we come into the light because we love you and we want the, subs the substance, the root in our hearts to be exposed, that we would be trained to love you. And Lord, we ask for the spirit of the fear of the Lord to be released in this house and individually in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you agree, say amen. Amen. I pray you have the most amazing week this week. Be blessed. Amen. Thank you, Lord.